Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. And hello to everybody listening. My name is Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We've been friends for over a decade, and each week we just call one another, and we catch up. I know, and this time, for the first time on the show, we're in stereo. Stereo. Joe got a new mic, so it allows us to do some things that 99.9% of the people listening will not even notice. Oh, do you think they don't notice the difference between stereo and uh, uh, mono? Not when you flatten it to an MP3. It's going to be a. It's not going to be a huge difference. Oh, well, I'm going to take this microphone back then. Okay. If, if, I mean, that's just the thing. Here's the other thing too: is I got a new microphone because I left the other micro. I'm in Malibu right now. I left the other microphone uh, at home. But I also left the pop filter, and I wasn't going to buy a new pop filter, so my peas might pop this week. Perfect. I know. I'm so jealous of you. <laughs> Is there any kind of ghetto solution I could do right now? Or Yeah. Well, not right now, no. Mm-mm. If you had thought about it before, you could have, like, Googled make my own pop filter, and there's a bunch of options with, like, things you probably don't have, like pantyhose and... I know. That's the thing. They're like, you can make your own pop filter. All you need is a cheesecloth. Like, yeah. well, why would I have cheesecloth? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, what's going on with you, Mike? What's going on in your uh, world? Just live in large, you know, just enjoying life, uh, living the dream. I started my art classes. I told you about art class. Oh, yeah. Um, and I saw that you were like uh, posting on Facebook the little cartoons you were making. Did you make these cartoons in class? Uh, I don't know exactly which ones you were talking about. There, Some of it was homework. Um, so I had to like create character for homework and what have you. But um, when I s- went to class, it's a tiny little class. There's 14 people in it and it's all ages like college kids. There's like kids younger than me and then there's people older than me and a couple people my age. So it's like all over the place. Uh, but a woman sat down next to me who was older than me, uh, probably in like her 50s maybe. And it turns out she was Danish and she didn't understand English that well and the instructor talked really fast he did really speak very fast and I'll give her credit for that but we were doing these activities where it was like timed we had to draw things like he would give us amount of time like sometimes 30 seconds or five seconds like draw whatever in five seconds so like you had to do it fast and she would lean over and ask me to repeat what the teacher said while we were doing this So I'm like in the middle of an activity that's supposed to be really short and she was not understanding like he the instructor would use like idioms. So he said something like draw uh, a self-portrait head to toe 30 seconds go. And she was like draw our heads and toes. I'm like (laughs) you should have just said yes. Yes. (laughs) So I'm contemplating I have the teacher's uh, email address. I'm contemplating emailing and saying like hey, there's this older lady in the class that sat next to me. She kind of doesn't understand English that well. You should. What would you do? She's an older lady? Yeah. Is she pretty? No. Yeah, I'd probably say something. But, you know, this actually relates to my next story. And so, sort of, I, I didn't want to tell you. I'm in your drawing class. I didn't want to tell you this. And I'm Danish and a woman and over 50. 
But, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know the right, I'm such a pussy when it comes to these things. I really I am. feel like I don't want to like tattle, but I also want to just like let him know, hey, there's a woman who doesn't understand everything you're saying. Like, so he can at least keep an eye on her. So if she's like looking confused, he can. How big is the class? It's 14 people. And he can't notice that she's, con- it's not like he's like in a big lecture hall. Right. He can't notice that she's – it's out of his responsibility to notice that she's confused. I agree. I agree. But she, she also – she didn't make it really well known. She wasn't like raising her hand and saying she was confused. But he's also not – he's an artist. He's not She didn't teacher. come in with cute breakfast pastries and hand them out to everyone? Or that – you remember that blue tin can of the little Danish butter cookies? Oh, the butter cookies. I love those butter cookies. She didn't come in with a bunch of those and go, she good didn't. morning. Good Mm-mm. morning, everybody. No. So I think that's what I'm I'm also going to show up uh, like closer to start time so that I can choose what seat I sit in. Like, Why don't you draw a cartoon of you not sitting next to her? <laughs> that could be your homework. What's going on with you? What's your story that relates? Uh, I feel there's a portion of this story that you're going to relate to that we've dealt with this. I feel like from the early days of Rockpile, something like this happened. Okay. But um, there's this Greek restaurant uh, called Papa Christo's that my friend Michael introduced me to. And a lot of people consider it to be the best Greek restaurant in Los Angeles. And I've been there a few times. It's amazing. I love it. Okay? Mm-hmm. Well, they do this thing called, and I've always wanted to go to this, called Thursday Night Dinner. And they have a belly dancer. And they have Greek music. And you you uh, you pay. I'm $25 a person to go to this big Greek dinner and there's like these appetizers and there's this lamb and chicken and hummus and all sorts of food on the menu, right? Mm-hmm. And so I go, this sounds great. And Jose's totally into going. Jose was with me on Thursday, right? Well, I, you know what? Mm-hmm. Here's the other thing too, though. We, we have to make reservations, so I make reservations in the middle of the day. We think it's a great idea in the middle of the day. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, do we need to talk about how the rain clouds rolled in um, around three? And um, we were like, oh, we don't want to go to this. But I put my credit card down and they're oh. like, you can't cancel. So we had a drive. I had a, the, the thing started at 630. Do you want to guess how f- long, what time I had to leave to go 17 miles? Um, 30 minutes. 4.30? I left at 4.30 to get there by 6.30? Does <laughs> it okay. rain? They just die in Los Angeles when it rains? Right. Uh, it was a nightmare. So we get there at 6.30, and they they sit you at these big communal tables. Ugh. It's family style. Ugh. Kill me. Wasn't there some event where you had to go to something that was family style? Um... Probably, yeah. I hate family style. Uh, I hate. Well, I hate it when it's with my own family. Now I'm gonna be doing it with, with random people. <laughs> so it's me and Jose. I realize it's family style, and so, okay. So, the geography of where everybody is at this table is kind of important here. Closest to the wall are two middle-aged men. Okay, they're not gay. They're straight, but they're they're having dinner. Open seats next to each of them. Then it's myself and Jose. Immediately next to us are these 
white people who are so white, they're almost translucent. I'm not joking, right? I should post a picture. I'll post it on Facebook. Then next to that, so they're immediately next to me and Jose, and then immediately okay. next to them, two open seats. One seat next to each of them. Okay? The food starts coming out. This 19-year-old dumbass waiter kid keeps putting plates of food in front of the white couple and the middle-aged men, right? The white couple won't even look at me and Jose or acknowledge us, right? So they would take their food that they wanted and then put it, eat, put the plate on the seat or on the open seat next to them to their left. We're on their right. Jose and I were getting no food. Like we got, Did you say something? No, that's this is the thing. This is like the Danish woman. I didn't say, I, look, it's not that I'm afraid to say anything, but it's one of these things where I'm a fat man and I feel I can't say anything. I should have had Jose say something because you know that they were like, ugh, Tubby didn't get enough food, right? So the middle-aged men started feeling sorry for me and Jose and they just started giving us some of their food. Well, it's not their food, right? I don't know. This is the thing. We don't know. I still to this day don't know. I emailed Papa Christos. They haven't emailed me back. Did, was it that each party gets their own plates of food? I don't know because I'm thinking that they think that we were part of the white couple and that we were with them. Meanwhile, the white couple did not think this at all. And so, the, Mike, the amount of food that they had next to them was comical. It was a mound of food. Jose and I got almost none of it. Like, at one point, they brought up two plates of, like, baguette pieces. They just took a piece each and then put it to the side. Like, I took a picture because it was so comical. And at the end, they give you, like, these containers to take all the extra food home. They had, like, a pyramid of food containers. They had so much food to take home. They were the most awful. I, was just, I just told Jose, fucking white people. I don't even think that they were necessarily like, we're not going to give them any food. I just don't think it even occurs to them. All they know is to take. That's all they know. Take, 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 take. Leave nothing for the poor Mexicans. Well, if I were in this situation, I think the reason that I might not speak up is because I would be afraid, and maybe this is the same thing you were saying, I'd be afraid that it would like appear, like I'm either like meek and say nothing or I say too much and I'm like annoying and like awkward. So Well, that's exactly I, it. What do I say to them? Like, uh, I think that's our food. Or do I say to the waiter or do I tell on them to the waiter? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I guess the solution difficult. would be the solution would be, hey, waiter, how come they're, everyone's getting more food than us? How do we get the same amount of food or there's a get more food? Yeah, exactly. There's a reason I think every party got some food because it's hard to explain, but there were there was an Asian couple and they got their own plates. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I was like, no, there's something going wrong here. But we didn't realize the Asian couple until like the end of the night. So Jose and I basically spent $25 a person for nothing. For nothing. We we had to stop and get food on the way home. <laughs> you had to pay the white people for their leftovers. Seriously. And I was, don't you think that they would look at us and go like, wow, they're not getting any food. Like, the, I'll give it to the middle-aged uh, men. They were like, oh, guys, try this lamb. It's good. And, and try this and try this. It's so good. And they were giving us some of their food. But 
Uh, we were just like the poor little like Mexicans, like oh, gracias, senores, gracias. It's so weird. I know, <laughs> and I know it's my fault, and I should have said something. But again, when you get this fat shame, and I know the fat people out there at Pride Forty Eight will totally know what I'm talking about. There's this fat shame where you're afraid to ask for more food or bring up food. You just take what you're given. I think I have something similar. That's not. I mean, it's not fat shame. I think it's just shame, like. You, I'm a great example this Saturday, this last Saturday at Starbucks. Um, it was like really a group of probably like eight women walked in right before me at Starbucks and they all ordered together. Okay. So they're like taking forever to order. And a, a little old lady is right in front of me between the big group of women and then myself. There's a old lady who's there and there's two registers and the eight women are like all over both registers, even though they're all ordering together. And then people started coming in and like, I don't know, lining up weird in a weird place while me and the old lady have been standing there forever. And then the Starbucks guy's like, um, guys, talking to us, um, guys, there's only one line. So we're going to need you guys to get uh... in line over there. And I was like, oh, hell no, this lady's been here longer than anybody over there. And I'm, like, speaking up loud and, like, causing a scene. And then it turns out that everyone that was up there was all in the same group. And so they all left, and it's just me and the old lady. So I was, like, yelling and, like, making a scene and being stupid, and then it didn't even matter. So that's one of the reasons why I sit on my hands a lot of times is because I feel like I'm going to make a fool out of myself if I do speak And this is why I partially think it's Papa Christo's fault. Because they should make it... It was very not clear what was going to happen. They should tell you, look, this is what's going to happen. This is how it's going to work. Right? I asked... Each each couple or each party will get plates or each table needs to share everything that comes out to you. Or the waiter should say, like, you guys, you guys share these plates. Because it was very confusing the way we were seated. It was like, well, do we share with the middle-aged couple? Do we share with the white couple? Do, are we, should we get our own? And were we confused? And there was no one to tell us anything. It was just like, here, here's food, throwing food out. That is weird. Speaking of uh, that Starbucks that I went to the on Saturday... Um, this is kind of funny slash weird slash pathetic. I'm not sure you can tell me and I'm sure you will. Uh, my, it was raining up here, uh, on Saturday and the, I had plans to hang out with my friend Jennifer, but as I'm like walking around the city in the rain, I got to the city early and I'm like, just enjoying the walk. I love the rain. I love being out in it. She text messaged me and she's like, Hey, it's really raining out. I don't want you to come all this way. Uh, by the way, I was already there. I was already like where we were going to meet. I don't want you to come all this way. How Do you want to just have a rain check? I would hate for you to come out in this rain. So I responded, uh, yeah, I'll take a rain check. <laughs> and then I just hung out. I went to Starbucks. I um, ended up getting dinner. I just kind of hung out by myself and wrote and uh, read. But is that weird that like I had plans and I was already ready to execute those plans, but then when she gave me an out, I just took it. Oh, so you you weren't necessarily looking forward to hanging out with her? Well, I was looking forward to hanging out with her, but once she said, like, hey, I, like, she gave me such an easy out that I was like, okay, that's fine. I, I, I could totally understand. I would I would have at least told the person I was there, though. Yeah, but if I told her that, she would have came. So, oh, yeah. That's but anyway, problem. I was sitting out, I was sitting in the coffee shop and I'm so curious if you agree with me on this. 
um, and everybody listening to. I'm sitting at a coffee shop uh, writing, so notepad and paper, not typing, but like notepad and paper, and a woman comes up. So the table I'm sitting at is one of these small Starbucks tables that's like a two-foot circle, right? It's like a small little circular table. I'm sitting there writing, and there's a chair across from me that's empty. It's a busy place. She walks up, and she says, can I have the seat? Okay. What, like, what, what does do you that think mean? She's, uh, well, it seems to me like she wants to take the chair somewhere. Yeah, she wants to take the chair and go sit at her table, right? Yeah. She sits down, and she puts her wet umbrella on the table. Uh, uh, and is she Danish? No. She was Vietnamese, I learned, but she's sitting... <laughs> is she Danish? <laughs> I didn't get that right away. <laughs> um, so she puts her wet umbrella on the table. And I'm like, oh, really? And her hot coffee is full to the brim. And she uh. takes the lid off so I can't move the table or her coffee's going to spill. I'm I'm upset at this woman. And then uh, she starts conversation. She's like, is it always busy here? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't come here that often. Blah, blah, blah. But... Um, I kind of wasn't super interested in talking, but she just kept talking. And then Joey, I swear to God, it turned out that she was kind of flirting with me. Oh, my, ew. My hair, when it's raining, when, when it's raining, my hair does this thing where it like curls a little bit in the front and people say it looks like Clark Kent. And she told me my hair looked like Clark Kent. Uh huh. She, she told me she was new to town and was asking me questions about San Francisco and she said, Something about, um, she was talking about dating and she said the sentence that was the trigger or the red flag was she said, handsome men like you always something, something. I was like, mm, she's flirting. So then well, the way that I, sh- well, cut that out. I'm sorry. So then she also started telling me that Persian guys are really aggressive and she has a, 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 a hate for, for Persian guys. And while she's saying this, there's like a table of Persian girls, oh, like no. college aged, sitting behind me, Persian women. I'm like, really? Am I sitting with this racist woman who's talking loudly at this coffee shop? Like, why can't I just like write in peace? Um, and she told me a story that she was dating a, a guy who said he was Italian and she blew up and was so angry and ended up breaking up with him once she found out that he was actually persian (laughs) so she was like okay dating the guy she thought he was fine until she found out he's persian then she was like why why is she a magnet for persian people i don't know i don't know that either um so finally she was telling me that a lot of the persian guys that are really aggressive that she's dated have been older so that's her her data set is all older Persian guys. And she asked me if I've ever dated somebody older. And I said, not too many people older. Most of the people I date are my age or younger. In fact, my boyfriend is younger than me. And then that kind of like shut her down. She was like no longer interested in talking to me. And she was like, oh. <laughs> I gotta go. Wait, she goes, you're not Persian, are you? <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm gay. That's I'll date gay. I just won't do Persian. Seriously, why am I the magnet for that, though? You know, it's so funny that you say this. I love how you're like, Lawson, and you get your hair wet, and you go in the rain, and Asian people are attracted to you. Um, Do we need to talk about how... See, this is something the audience doesn't know, so this is going to be so embarrassing. I had another weird run-in at McDonald's. 
I told Mike a story earlier of a, of a run-in I had at McDonald's. Now I have a different McDonald's run-in. But it relates to this story, but it makes it seem like I'm McDonald's all the time. I know. What the fuck? I was going to say know, that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a big deal. I was at McDonald's late at night. I, again. Again. And they're like, oh, hey, Joe. <laughs> I was eating my emotions again. I was eating my emotions again, a number one, <laughs> large with a Diet Coke. And uh, I order the number one, large with a Diet Coke, and this like chubby Mexican kid comes to the window, and he's doing that thing. I don't know how to describe it over the podcast, but you know when a guy's trying to, like, he's peacocking, basically, so he, like, you have to be at a window, but takes his hands and put them on top of the window so he's, like, stretching? I don't know okay. if that makes any sense. And he's like, hey. And I was like, hey. He's like, what time is it? And I go, <laughs> almost 10 at night? I was going to ask you that question? Yeah. And he goes, yeah, I get off work pretty soon. And I was like, great. He goes, oh, so bad news. And I was like, yeah. He goes, you're going to have to wait like three minutes for your French fries. And I was like, okay, you want me to pull up to that embarrassing spot that everyone was stares at me? He's like, no. And then he starts chatting with me for like three minutes. And I'm like, this kid is like fucking flirting with me. Like, I don't know why. I don't look. I'm not thinking I'm some catch, you know, but maybe for McDonald's people, he, I am. But, uh, yeah, he was like probably like 25 and he was just like super flirty. So you got cruised at McDonald's. I got cruised at McDonald's. <laughs> Thank you. So you got his number, and then no, what? I didn't get his number. No, come on. <laughs> I go, are you nineteen? He goes, no, mom, I'm not interested. It got you extra sauce. Yeah, I got, def- I got definitely some... a gay joke in that. I didn't really. I didn't ask for sauce. I didn't get chicken McNuggets. I hey Joe, I have another weird story that happened at the bar um, on Saturday night. We went to Saturday night. I think it was Saturday night. Um, I went to the local gay bar. And I got there before a lot of my friends. So I'm, I mean, I knew some people, but not like people that I was like really close to. So I'm sitting at the bar kind of talking to a couple of people I know. And then this like fairly tall, um, Indian guy comes and sits next to me and he starts talking to me, but he was creeping on me. Um, it was obvious, but he, um, at one, he's an oncologist, by the way, he told, or he says he's an oncologist. And then who lies about that? I'm sorry. Who lies about that? You know, I'm always, people are always pretending to be oncologists. Well, he said it was a doctor. That sounds like it sounded like a lie when he said it, but yeah. maybe I was wrong. But then he did finally say he was an oncologist and explain some stuff. But then one of his friends comes and sits next to him. But it turns out that they were just friends from that night. Like they had just met. But at one point, the oncologist goes to the bathroom, and um, the friend finally is, like, able to talk directly to me. And he's like, man, this guy, his name's Paul. Paul is, like, really wild tonight. He says that he um, he's going to get a hotel room, and he wants five or six guys to to come join him there. And then, and I'm like, oh, like, just... Just a really just strange, weird situation. And I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. And he then uh, the friend starts counting people. And he says, so far, uh, one, 
two, and he's pointing people out, and I'm number four. <laughs> what? I don't know. It was so weird. So, like, I was, like, on – I gave no sign that I was interested in this. But, like, who's going to the bar and bringing six people home? I don't know. I don't know. Michael Jackson at a preschool? I mean, that's the best joke I can think of. That's no, not even, that's not good. That's, that's not, not a good joke. I don't know. I'll, I'll think of one later. I'll put it in. That would be a good, if we did the mini episode, that would be a good joke for what I should have said. Remember that bit we did one time? <laughs> yeah. The ongoing bait you were going to do? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, then we did one. But yeah. that would be a good one for it. What I should have said. Anyway, uh, so, 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 uh, take, so how did you get out of it? What did you tell the guy? Like, uh, well, no, I'm luckily not. my friends showed up and so I kind of just started talking more to them and that was it. That was that. There was a weird, uh, were oh, you like, I, for- I don't know what kind of person you think I am. Um, I'm just, I just came here to enjoy uh, a guy fisting another guy. What's funny. Well, I don't know if it's funny or not, but. I forgot the part that I left out is at one point the friend started giving a hand job to the oncologist right there. Exactly. And I'm telling you, was that it was that bar where they do that, right? Where they go smoke? No, uh uh-uh. uh. It's a bar this was the white horse. Wait, so did you see the oncologist penis? No, it was kind of like um uh uh facing the other direction. Was the oncologist cute? No. Was the friend cute? No. Mm-mm. Did you tell him to listen to the show? <laughs> I should have cards just for this. I know this we occasion. should make cards. You know what, Joe? Actually, and I didn't mention this when the uh, woman at Starbucks was like being racist. I a smile came to my face. I couldn't control it because I was like, "This is my story." Like when it was happening, I was like, "This is the story I will tell." This. I'll week. have to be I honest have, with you. I have a as story. furious as I was for not getting food at Papa Christos. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I was like, "Oh, well, thank God I have a story. It's it's worth the twenty five bucks I paid for no food. I have a good story this week, right?" Like the woman who was talking to me, who was racist, and I I knew she was racist. I started asking her further questions, like, "Well, if this guy wasn't Persian, would you still be with him?" And she's like, "Yeah, probably." And so, like, I found myself diving deeper just because I had to get the details. So that I could tell it on catching up. No, I totally get it. So, okay, I'm kind of torn because I have sort of two weaker stories to tell. Okay. Um, and so I don't know which one to tell. I think the I think I know which one I'm going to tell. Okay. So I went to breakfast with Jose, my ward, and my friend Patrick Keen, who's a comedian. Talked about him on the show before. And Patrick Keen is a working stand-up comedian, and he's just been around a long time, and he knows everybody. Okay, he knows everybody, every comic. If you know the comic, there's a good chance he knows Patrick Keene. And so we're having breakfast, and we have a good time. We have some coffee. It's just coffee, actually. And we, uh, we're we leaving this place, right? And as we're, as we're like, doing, like, the breakaway, like, I'm like, okay, well, have a good time in Cincinnati, because my uh, Patrick's going to Cincinnati for stand-up this weekend. Uh, and Jose and I are starting to walk away. Some guy from like the patio of the restaurant we were at is like, Keen, Keen. And we turn and it's this guy. And have you ever heard of a Comedy Central show called Workaholics? No. Okay. There's a popular Comedy Central show. It's very popular with like straight white guys called Workaholics. Okay. And on, one of the guys on that show is 
an, a guy named Adam Devine, right? And he and I started in stand-up comedy together. We would go to the same place. I would see him all the time. And so I've told people over the, you know, the past year or so that Workaholics has been popular. I'm like, oh, I know Adam, which is true. It's kind of like I would see him everywhere. We'd say hi to each other. We would talk, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it's Adam Devine is the one saying hi to Patrick Keene. He's with some friends. And Jose's heard me say how I know Adam Devine. So Jose's He's Adam Devine is the kid that's on uh, Modern Family right now, too. Oh, he is? He's yeah. also the the douchey guy on Pitch Perfect, you know, the head of the singing fraternity or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, um anyway, so I know him, right? I mean, literally I know him, right? And Pe- Jose's like, "You know this guy. Why don't you go in and say hi to him?" And I just like, "No." No, because here's my big fear. Because we were walking away, so it makes sense for Patrick Keith riding his bike away. It makes sense for him not to see me, okay? I just don't want to be that guy going like, Oh, duh, you remember me? We used to do stand-up together, and now you're on TV, and I'm not, you know? Like, and then I have to say what I'm doing, and it's a whole thing. Do you, and I just kind of ran away. I actually drove by Patrick Keene on my way out. And he, mm-hmm. he was on his bike. He's like, what, what? What? Why'd you leave? I told Divine you were here. And, and he was like, what? Like, where'd he go? And I, I just, I just trapdoored it. Would you have done the same thing? Yeah, I would have done the exact same thing, but probably not drove around. <laughs> no, 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 no. I had a, I was going somewhere. Patrick Keene was riding his bike home. I passed by him. I wouldn't have like stopped to see if, I don't know. I, I would certainly have done the exact same thing. Yeah. And, and Jose, and then Jose's like, I don't think you really know him. And here's the thing, and there's probably, Patrick Keene is such a nice guy that maybe Adam was like, I don't know who that is, you know, but he wouldn't tell me that, you know, I just didn't, I know that's what it was going to be, because essentially it was like, I can't think of a good example, but imagine a teacher when we used to work at that place that you used to work with all the time, right, that you would see come in and you would have a little conversation and whatnot, but now it's been how many years, mm-hmm. and you bump into him, are you going to go up to him? That's so different, though. Like, do you think that teachers at this place are getting? I, I feel like it's. Oh, the, there's, I think a, there's that a power different. imbalance. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Maybe if I had shit going on, I could be like, "Oh, yeah, you're on the show." Yeah, so bubbity boobity boo. You know, like you just do that bullshitty LA thing. Yeah, I know. I didn't do it. I just ran away, and I, I think I could tell Jose was like really like, oh, the show's lame, but. Whatever. Well, that's true. That is true. Um, what do you have anything that's going on in LA that you want to tell me about? Okay. So I decided I have a sad story and a not sad story. I decided to start with the sad story. Okay. So a twenty seven year old man, David Strom, uh, was electrocuted in Tustin while posting a sunset picture to Facebook. Wait, what do you mean? He was he was in a Fakakta tree. Right? (laughs) Of his parents' house. Okay. And he was taking, and he actually posted the sunset pictures. Right? He got that far. Yeah, he got that far where he posted the pictures. And, and then people, he was missing Saturday night. No one knew where he was. And then Sunday morning, his parents went out to the backyard for some reason to look for him. They were probably calling his cell phone because I know that they found the cell phone on the ground below the tree. And then they looked up and found him dead in the tree. He had Holy somehow shit. he had somehow touched a power line. And, Whoa! And um, and 
Yeah, so he passed away, but he did get to post some pretty sweet sunset pics to Facebook. <laughs> Were they well-liked, do you think? Oh, I know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm kind of, like, shocked. Ah, I didn't mean that. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of surprised that, like, he got as far as, like, posting them to Facebook, though. I know. Like, it was, like, probably on and his wouldn't you down. wait? Would you like, well, okay, depends. now I'm going to climb down, and now I'm going to post a picture. Right. Why would you be like, oh, I need to post these sunset pics now? Yeah, and I wonder if, like, they were, like, so concerned about him. They're like, where is he? And they're like, check his Facebook to see if he checked in anywhere. Oh, yeah. And they're like, oh, he has these uh, pictures, but. I don't know. Now, are you super story. into, like, taking pictures of sunsets and whatnot? No, I'm. I'm think that maybe i have posted one or two but they're only like yeah you're always taking pictures of your your feet in like no, on a f- no i'm not like oh look at these shoes i'm wearing or no i've done that maybe once or like that's for cock the dog well lots of the dog oh you love that dog man i really do well, what, and the go ahead the dog is moving in i know you mentioned that in the last episode are you gonna be genuinely oh. sad oh yeah i already am already am why didn't no? Why didn't they just give him to you to take care of? Because they're moving. I mean, it's their dog. It's oh, not like... I I got the impression because you said that one of them's going to medical school. I got the impression that somebody else was going to take care of the dog while this person who. Oh. oh no, they're moving to. They're both moving for medical school. Oh. Yeah, um, I don't know. So no, I don't. I don't take. Does the dog poo pictures. in the office or anything? No. Oh, I'm going to be popping so many. Audience, I'm so sorry. I don't have a pop filter here. Uh, he doesn't poo in the office. Or, and, and do you get to, like, what What do you do? How do you contribute to the, to the well? By the way, a 27-year-old man died, and I've moved on to, like, a dog already. What is your contribution to taking care of the dog in the office? Nothing. You just play with the dog? Yeah. I'm like the, like the gay uncle. Oh. You get it. Yeah. Speaking your language now, right? Yeah. Except my nieces do shit in the house. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm constantly cleaning it up. <laughs> uh, so anyway, would we say that this guy's uh, sunset pictures were killer? Oh, look at you. There he is with the jokes. Mike Lawson. <laughs> um, the story that I have, um, I switched it up at the very last minute. Very last minute. Um but this uh, this is a new story for me, so I don't know it really well. But in Oakland, they finally arrested these guys. Uh, it's a Craigslist scam. Um, what they've been doing is finding people all over the country from Colorado, um, Indiana, Oregon, Arizona, Wisconsin, and Southern California. They're meeting them on Craigslist saying that they are uh, diamond purchasers and they want to purchase diamonds. So people will respond to their ad saying how much, how many diamonds they have. They say, okay, we will fly you to Oakland. They fly to Oakland. They pick them up in a, a limo. They say the limo is going to take them to like a bank or some, some place that's going to assess the, the diamonds. And the limo drives them and they're ambushed and they're robbed of the diamonds and then left. And 
It seems it like just, a lot of work for diamonds. Right? Is there not... I mean, how much money are you making off of them? And is there not a way to make that much money without having to buy an airplane ticket and a limo and send 10 emails back and forth? Yeah, because... It seems like, like the most difficult crime. They're they're trying to... Look, they're trying to hit that Zsa Gabor, man. They get that Zsa Gabor, they're going to hit the mother load, you know, with diamonds. But I imagine someone who has actually a worthwhile amount of diamonds to sell is not going to go through Craigslist. They're going to go through a reputable <laughs> diamonds dealer, you know? Okay. But that being said, Joe, someone who has one diamond, are you going to fly to a different state to sell it? Like, it just seems, this whole story just seems ridiculous to me. Uh, but the, there's, I guess they've gotten quite a bit of uh, money on this and they're, um, it's become a thing. But now that the guys are caught, they're thinking it's going to stop. They've arrested three men and they've charged them um with robbery uh conspiracy to commit robbery and something about interstate commerce to aiding and abetting all of these things so it's ridiculous here's my question are they persian why would you ask that somebody i know wants to know <laughs> a vietnamese woman she's sitting right here next to me her bet is that they're persian yeah i just don't really get how anybody's falling for this i feel like it's kind of just like an obvious scam have you ever fallen for any kind of scam have i fallen for any scams i don't think so Mm -mm. Uh uh-uh no not really have you ever been has anyone trying to take you for a scam like like you were they were like oh okay i'm going to deposit money in this account and have they has anyone ever tried to do that to you um, I've, well, I've tried to sell things on Craigslist before and I, oh, you always get scam emails. Um, also when I was looking for apartments, uh, I got really weird emails where you have like actual email exchanges with people and then they tell you where the place is at. You see it on Google maps. They have pictures, all of this. And then they ask about you and your job and you tell them and you're, everything and then they say well i'm out of the country but i can mail you the keys all you need to do is wire me the deposit and then you're like oh this is a scam and i've just that happened twice to me the keys to the apartment or what do you mean what what are they going to email they're going to you wire them the deposit and they will mail you the keys to the the oh who's doing that who is doing that? I'm telling you, my parents would fall for this shit. Really? Yeah, that my mom's always falling for stupid shit. I'm constantly having... Luckily, she, I've beat it in to her enough to check with me before she ever does anything. Mm-hmm. So she'll go, like, all those steps, but she would get to the point where she's like, Okay, well, Joey, I'm just checking with you, but this man's going to give me the keys once I send him this money. And I'm like, No, no, what are you doing? Don't do that. <laughs> Uh, it's crazy. Yeah, they always fall for that shit. Always. What's your What's your more upbeat story from L.A.? It's actually not that upbeat. It just wasn't death. Um, did you hear about this firefighter uh, it, that got handcuffed at the crash scene? Yeah, I saw a photo of it. Yeah, tell me the story, though. I don't know the actual okay, story. Okay, so basically there was an overturned car. Just so anyone wants to know, the person in the car, they didn't die. They just got, you know, rushed to the hospital. But there was an ambulance there, 
And I guess it's fire department policy when something like that happens on the freeway. The the fire engine goes a certain angle to protect the ambulance from traffic. Okay. Okay. It's sort of there as a shield against a, a wayward car or something. So the fire engine, he parks behind the ambulance for safety. And then this cop shows up and tells the, the name of the fireman that drives the fire truck is the engineer. Tells the engineer to move the fire truck. And this is fire department policy. So he's like, you know what? I got to ask my captain first. And the f- cop's like, move it now or I'm arresting you. So the fireman's like, all right. Well, he didn't ask his captain. So the cop arrested him. What? And he like handcuffed him. And he, I think he was in the, co- in the cop car for like an hour. Because there was nothing better to do at the time? I know. Like, maybe get off the freeway? Or wouldn't you think, like, wouldn't you think that the cop would be like, okay, this is bullshit, but would be like, um, I'm going to deal with this once, we're, once the situation is normalized. Even though I think the fireman was right, you know? You think he's like, okay, well, let's deal with this first, and then we'll deal with this bullshit, right? It's, you know what it is? Is It's quienes mas macho. It's two macho guys. But wait, what the fireman like, do wrong? You, I don't. You don't know how he said it. Like he, he could have like in, in antagonized everything by oh, being a like, dick about yeah, it. Yeah, maybe. Like I'm not gonna do that. Like go fuck yourself, or you know what I mean. Like you don't. You never know exactly how it took place. I feel like you're right that the firefighter was doing what he was supposed to do, and really, what a dick cop to like complicate everything at the scene by doing this yeah like arresting but, one of the firemen making a huge scene how did they get those pictures of it someone was video i guess there's a video of it i, I for some reason i don't i don't want to watch the video but i know there's a video of it you can see you get scared by that kind of video. i know i don't like awkwardness that's why i didn't ask for the more food at papa christo's <laughs> like if the cop would have i don't know what i would have done because i would have been like oh fuck because if the cops yelling at me, but then they got the the captain yelling at me, uh, I feel sorry for this fireman, man. Yeah, I probably would have just been arrested. I'd be like, uh, arrest me. I just feel like we have a lot of bullies in. I would have pushed nowadays. the I would have pushed the victim off the stretcher and put myself on it and pretended <laughs> to be take me to the hospital. <laughs> I just think we have a lot of bullies and badges, and I think that I don't. I I I'm. I don't want to be too quick to say that the fireman is, like, super innocent. Like, I feel like there was probably words that happened. I don't know. I wasn't there. Well, Joey, I have a a story, and I'm curious how you feel. San Francisco schools, and I'm curious what you're going to think of San Francisco after this. Um, So... Long ago, spanking has, you know, been taken out of schools all over. Rulers to the knuckles are gone. But now in San Francisco, they're also going to get rid of suspending kids. What? Um, They say that it doesn't work. Um, Well, that's true. They're going to... So, like, some offenses, like um, uh, bringing weapons or drugs, like, that can still get you expelled or possibly suspended. But, like, just disrupting in, in, in class or, like... Um, vandalism or something like that isn't going to get you suspended anymore. But what's it gonna, what's going to be the alternative? Um, well, there's like uh, in school suspension, so you still have to go to class, but like stuff happens. Um, I guess uh, what it, what's your opinion of all of this, and what does it say about San Francisco, Joe? I have. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'm reserving my opinion to see what the alternative is, because I do think that just staying at home suspension is kind of dumb. 
Sure. Right? I'm kind of upset. I want you to be like these San Francisco. Well, that's people. why I said I want to see what the alternative is. Uh, if it's like well, fucking can, like, oh, we're gonna you're gonna like just gonna go to class and then you just ha- we're just gonna think bad things about you, then I'll be fucking pissed. But if it's like, no, you're gonna be in front of the principal the whole day writing, uh, I will not misbehave a thousand times the whole day, then I'm <laughs> cool with that. Well, I part of the story I left out until I got your opinion was LA Unified had already done this. It was one of the first districts in the country that um, got rid of suspension. So I wanted you to be like stupid San Francisco, and then I was going to say, well, LA already does it. Well, I, well, first but, of all, LA Unified is retarded. They did the the iPad thing, so it's not like I'm big fans of LA Unified. One, two. Um, I want to know what. Uh, we'll have to ask my cousin Richard. I have this uh, cousin named Richard. He's gay and he's a week younger than I am, but he also works for LAUSD. <laughs> Can you say that? Didn't he specifically ask you not to? I didn't say what he does for them, but it rhymes with well- creature. <laughs> Joey, my um, I guess my uh, a, a good point that b- was brought up in the story that I read was that most suspended students, or not most, um, a handful of suspended students never return. So it is increasing. Wait, where do they go? It in- like they drop out. Oh. So you suspend them, and then they like never come back. So they're thinking like if you never suspend them, but you resolve the problem in house instead of forcing never them come out, back. thinking thinking that they will go home and somehow get the problem solved um that it'll help uh dropout rate but i almost feel like is what is a cause and what is a symptom like do you are these students that are getting suspended doing so because they are on the verge of dropping out and this just kind of helps the process along i don't know and then also like what is suspension for is it for the students that are behaving and allowing them to concentrate by getting rid of Look, suspension is for, like, good kids, like me and you, and it scares the shit out of us. But for, like, kids who who come from terrible homes and the parents don't care about them and the parents don't care that they got suspended, it's going to do nothing. Like, if I ever got suspended, look, they I used to get my ass kicked. My dad kicked my ass so bad one time because I didn't ask Nina McEntee if she could sub for me for Altar Boys, right? So imagine I would have gotten suspended. Yeah. You know? So sure. uh, uh, it's the same thing here. Like if the parents don't care, then the, ultimately the suspension means nothing. So that's why I think an in-school, something in-school during – you still have to show up to school, but we're going to fucking give you the most miserable life. I think that would be really good. Hmm. Isolate okay. you. Solitary confinement. Can they do that? What do you got going on next week, Joey? Okay, I actually... Miracle of miracles! I actually what? wrote this down. Okay. I remembered this week. Okay. Um, my cousin Richard, I have this gay cousin. Uh, he's a week younger than I am and he's gay. His sister is having like a Valentine's Day affair. And I'm going to go to that. Okay. Uh, I'm also going to go to uh, a game night on Saturday. Ooh, okay, with, that's fine. I think we're going to do Cards Against Humanity. And then uh, I'm going to go see the Harlem Globetrotters on Sunday. <laughs> cool. Nice. So I wonder who I wonder who will win. I know. I wonder who will win. We'll find out. 
<laughs> um, Valentine's Day is Friday, so... Oh, God. What are you and Rockpile doing? Um, I made a well... giant bowl of pudding, and we're going to swim in it. And then we're going to go see a play. And then I'm going to be afraid to ask questions or be late. <laughs> Why would you ask questions at a play? Wasn't there a play you went to where you got to ask questions? Not exactly, no. You know what I'm talking about, though, right? Kind of, yeah. Um, I'm we're going to an Indian restaurant for Valentine's Day. Ooh, and invite the oncologist. We're gonna come back to my house and watch House of Cards, which yeah. releases yeah. on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, Joe, that's exactly bought, what you're gonna do. I bought roses to have, be delivered at his office. Is that weird? I've never done that before. Like I've gotten roses for my mom. I I don't think it's weird, but this guy won't let you say his name on the air, so. He's going to probably get super embarrassed by the roses. (laughs) I bought them a long time ago, and I've been having second thoughts ever since. But then yesterday we were hanging out, and he normally works from home on Tuesdays. Um, But he was like, hey, I I have to do this thing on Tuesday. So I'm thinking that instead of working from home Tuesday, I'll work from home on Friday, Valentine's Day. I'm like, ugh. Can't you switch the address, though? No, I can't switch anything. I can't even get a refund. Oh. Like, everything is, you have to do it before February 7th because of the the holiday. They don't make any adjustments or refunds after fly to, February 7th. Yeah, it, Joe, I got I got Rod Kyle the best roses. We're going to f- take him to Oakland in a limo. <laughs> They're going to drive us to some undisclosed location and give us these special roses on Friday. And then, Joey, can we get serious for one second? Mm. There's a there's a campaign that I am involved in. Um, I really have only done graphic design for it, but um, it's called Spare a Rose, Save a Child. And you could find it at sparerose.org. And the idea is very simple. You, instead of buying a dozen roses for your loved ones this coming holiday, you just buy 11. And then you, you uh, donate the money that you would have spent on that last rose to sparerose.org, which goes to uh, an organization called Life for a Child. And it gives insulin to children all around the world that um, really are dying every day um, by the hundreds just because they don't have access to insulin. So $5 will keep a child alive for one month. So uh, for the cost of one rose, you can keep a, a kid alive for a month. Wait, so I have spare, a question. Sparerose.org. I have a question about this. Can you yeah. just buy 11 roses? Yeah. Because it, totally. it seems like one of these things where like, it's a dozen roses for sixty bucks, but eleven roses for seventy-five. Yeah, I think that. I mean, it depends on if you're doing it. If you're going to pro flowers or something, it's dif- difficult or impossible. But if you go to a florist, it's pretty easy. But regardless, if you go to sparerose.org, we'll take any amount of money you want to give us. Uh, all right. Well, that seems like a good cause. Everybody. Uh, donate to Mike's cause. I'm talking to you. It's not. It's not my cause. It's Mike it's, um... Lawson's personal cause that he founded. <laughs> uh, spare a rose, save a child. Dot org. Yeah. Dot org. Dot org. Uh, that's what Mike well, did with the oncologist. <laughs> nice catching up with you, Joe. <laughs> Go to hell, Mike. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. 
email us at guys at cupodcast.com or call our listener line at 510 239 7798. Um, yeah, I mean, um, uh, um, 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 um